What's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Carrenti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. Appreciate everybody checking out the podcast, as always. Uh, not going to spend too much time on an intro, just going to get right into recapping all of week number nine. So let's start with uh, where week nine kicked off, which was Packers 49ers. We're not going to spend too much time on this one uh, since it was a, a bit of a duh, a bit of a domination by the Packers, I guess. Uh, 49ers, nothing really going. Nick Mullins, uh, Jarek McKinnon was really the bright spot here, aside from Richie James, who I don't know how many people uh, actually had him in lineups or anything like that, but James did go off for uh, nine catches, 184, and a touchdown. Probably not much of a help to too many people out there. I'm sure some people started him. Uh, on the Packers side of things, Aaron Rodgers, um, the man, I feel like I say it every episode, but the revenge tour continues. 25 for 31, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks fantastic this year, honestly. Uh, the big beneficiary, as has been the case anytime he's been healthy this season, Devontae Adams, 12 targets, 10 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones did have 58 yards on the ground, another 21 yards receiving. It'll be interesting to me to see... Um, exactly what happens i guess when with the kind of imminent return of alan lazard uh alan lazard did look good before he got hurt and i think that aaron Rodgers is playing well enough that um it seems likely that he can probably continue to support both him and Devonte adams uh, and i don't really necessarily think adams target share is coming way way down or anything like that uh, but it will be interesting to see if he does seed some targets uh, to alan lazard on his way back Uh, Moving on from that one, because besides that, not too much else to get into. Broncos, Falcons, the Falcons win this game 34-27. to Uh, On the Falcons side of things, Matt Ryan threw three touchdowns and a pick uh, through uh, the Julio Jones got a touchdown. (laughs) That's always a fun thing uh, that we don't get to see super, super often. So nice to see Julio get in the end zone. Uh, Only five catches for 54 yards, but the, uh, the rare Julio touchdown. Helps, uh, helps make up for the lack of catches and yards there. Todd Gurley is getting bailed out seemingly on a weekly basis um, by scoring touchdowns. He averaged less than three yards per carry. He's getting work. I mean, he carried the ball 19 times, um, but bailed out by the touchdown a little bit. Only have 53 yards on the ground. It It's a little interesting to me. Uh, nobody was, you know, any really any more efficient uh, than him in the running game. Hill had 24 yards on eight carries, uh, no touchdowns. So it's just, I don't know. Touchdowns are a tricky thing, not the most sustainable or predictable stat. Uh, but we'll see if if Tiger Lee can keep getting in the end zone because it's keeping his value afloat right now. Uh, on the Broncos side of things, Jerry Judy. Oh, I did uh, one of my takes Sunday morning and um, – not much else was right this week, unfortunately, but Jerry Judy, I had a feeling we had a breakout game coming, and I didn't expect this big, but targeted 14 times, uh, had seven catches for 125 yards in the touchdown. The touchdown was a thing of beauty, uh, a fantastic route. Jerry Judy is already an elite route runner. Uh, I hope we can continue to see him targeted this way because he is ready to impress on a weekly basis as far as I'm concerned. So, Hopefully we can see more uh, consistent targets coming his way. The running game, nothing really too exciting there. Philip Lindsay had 23 yards. Melvin Gordon had 18 yards. Uh, Judy, the bright spot in this one for sure. 
moving on to Seahawks and uh, Seahawks and Bills. Bills won this game, forty-four to thirty-four. Uh, Josh Allen had a great game, uh, thirty-one for thirty-eight, four hundred and fifteen yards passing, three touchdowns passing, no interceptions. Also had a rushing touchdown and fourteen yards rushing. A monster game for Allen. Uh, this is kind of what we were seeing at the beginning of the season as well. Stefan Diggs continues to be consistent. 12 targets, still leading the team in targets. Nine catches, 118 yards. Uh, I know I say it every week, but I was very wrong on Stefan Diggs coming into the season. It seems like he's a lock for somewhere between 8 and 10 catches and like 90 to 120 yards every week right now. Um, he's playing incredible football. He has really slotted right in as uh, the dominant lead receiver in that offense. John Brown also had eight catches for just under 100 yards. Uh, Gabe Davis had the touchdown. Zach Moss also had a rushing touchdown. So interesting that um, not the most productive day in terms of yards. He had 18 yards on the ground, but he did get the rushing touchdown. Uh, I think Zach Moss is starting to pull away from Devin Singletary a little bit. Devin Singletary had three catches for 33 yards, um, but only two carries for one yard. Um, So... It'll be interesting. I do think that Singletary will continue to be involved a little bit, um, but I think Moss is starting to pull away with... I don't think he's going to be a true you know, workhorse or get all the work or make Singletary go away, but I think he's starting to pull away and will be the leader of that backfield or leader of that timeshare. On the Seahawks side of things, uh, Russ threw two touchdowns, two picks, so not his best game of the season, but DK Metcalf... Uh, still coming through for people. Seven catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He is unbelievable. Um, he does it every week, seemingly now. I saw somebody else say it, and I forget who it was off the top of my head, but he looks uncoverable. Um, he looks fantastic. DJ Dallas did have a touchdown on the ground. Uh, he averaged over four yards per carry, seven carries only, but 31 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Interested to see, um, you know, if he can kind of continue to stay at least a little involved when, um, when you know, I should say if, if Hyde is back and when uh, Chris Carson comes back, um, I've mentioned before, DJ Dallas is somebody I'm excited about for the future as well. Uh, so hopefully he can kind of stay at least semi-involved this year, uh, down the stretch this year. And um, receiving things on the side, on excuse me, uh, on the Seahawks side behind DK Metcalf, a uh, quiet game from Tyler Lockett, four catches for 40 yards, but I think we have another big blow-up Tyler Lockett game coming soon. Um, you know, there's going to be de- days where he has less production, especially when it's the the days where uh, Russ throws two touchdowns rather than three or four, but better days are coming ahead for Tyler Lockett, I think, as well. Bears-Titans is next on the slate here, and the Titans won this game 24-17. to uh, A.J. Brown continues to score touchdowns. Four catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry only averaged 3.2 yards per carry. Uh, A.J. Brown is the big news here for me. The touchdown pace is incredible. He seems to get in the end zone every week right now, I think, for four or five weeks in a row. Uh, so really interested to see. Obviously, that's not going to happen every week for the rest of the season, but uh, he had nine targets, so still the team leader in targets. Uh, Corey Davis goosed in this one so not too much there after he had been honestly kind of shockingly consistent uh up to this point so it'll be interesting to me to see if Corey davis um does kind of get back on the right side of things moving forward now for the bears david montgomery uh, he lost the fumble he averaged two yards per carry just kind of gross all around i i was 
I beat the drum pretty loudly for David Montgomery in the offseason. Uh, so hopefully he can kind of get it right here. It's not looking super promising as of late. Um, but I think a lot also has to do with Nick Foles at quarterback, the offense as a whole. It's kind of strange. Um, Anthony, uh, I'm sorry, Anthony Robinson. Allen Robinson, uh, nine targets, seven catches for 81 yards. He's still great. Uh, Anthony Miller chipped in five for 59, so more than he's done you know, as of late. Uh, Darnell Mooney, 11 targets, which is really, really interesting, but only turned it into five catches for 43 yards. Again, I think that's probably more of a product of Nick Foles and the offense as a whole, but interesting to see him get 11 targets, and I do wonder uh, if we'll see that number hover around there or you know come down a little bit from there but stay in that seven eight nine targets a game range uh, moving forward Ravens Colts uh, the Ravens won this game 24 to 10 now the Ravens side of things Lamar didn't throw for a touchdown didn't throw any picks uh, he had the touchdown on the ground but uh, to this point and I'm not really like down on Lamar um, but to this point he's not the player that he was last year you're not getting that super efficient, you know, crazy scoring pace that you got last year. Uh, he did have 58 yards on the ground and the score. J.K. Dobbins had 12 carries, didn't do much with them, unfortunately, in this one. Uh, only 30 yards, no touchdowns. Gus Edwards not really more productive from an efficiency standpoint. Uh, 11 carries for 23 yards, but did have the touchdown. Uh, but Gus Edwards also lost a fumble, so... The backfield is a full-blown timeshare right now. We'll see what happens with Mark Ingram gets healthy as well. On the Colts side of things, uh, we say at any time, you know, there's 10 points scored by a team, but there's not a lot to get excited about in terms of fantasy production here. Jonathan Taylor did have a touchdown on the ground, uh, but also lost a fumble. Six carries for 27 yards is all he had. Jordan Wilkins led the team in carries, 11 carries for 39 yards. Uh, not a lot to get excited about on the cold side of things, unfortunately. Michael Pittman Jr., however, did lead the team in targets and did leave the team lead the team rather in receiving yards. Uh, seven targets, four catches for 56 yards. So encouraging from him, and hopefully we can see more of that moving forward as well. Panthers and Chiefs. The Chiefs won a close one here, 33 to 31. Uh, the Chiefs, kind of like we say every week, Pat Mahomes, great. You could say the same about a lot of their receiving options. You're not getting a ton of production in the running game right now, though. And I know that some people are starting to get panicked on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I'm not there yet. He only had five opportunities. I know that on five carries, he only had 14 yards. But you're going to have some weeks like that when Pat Mahomes throws for 372 and four touchdowns. Um, that's just kind of the product of being in this offense. We saw in a couple games where they can turn and hand him the ball 15 to 20 times a game, and that's great. But sometimes they're not going to need to do that. Um, Pat threw for 372. Travis Kelsey had 159 yards receiving. Tyreek Kill had 113 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So, you know, you're not going to get a ton of production on the ground sometimes in those games. Clyde did have five targets, which is nice. Um, three receptions, 30, or I'm sorry, three receptions and 20 yards, and did have a receiving touchdown, which helped you a little bit. Um, you're not really getting anything out of Le'Veon Bell right now. He's pretty much a hold for me. I'm not dropping him or anything crazy or drastic like that. But um, if you trade them, you're probably selling super, super low. I'm more willing to ride it out and see what happens down the stretch and in the offseason with where Bell ends up. On the Panthers' side of things, McCaffrey was back. He's banged up a little bit again, so we'll have to see what happens with that as the week goes on. I know as of uh, today, I'm recording this on Tuesday, um, 
They were listing him as day-to-day, so we'll have to see. He had 18 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown on the ground and also had 10 targets, 10 catches, 82 yards receiving and a touchdown through the air. So very, very Christian McCaffrey-like. Hopefully he can heal up quickly. Uh, Curtis Samuel was the big thing, though. Nine targets, nine catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. I like Curtis Samuel as a player. I'm not really overreacting uh, to that stat line because I don't really think that's going to happen with any sort of consistency. Um, I like him as a player, but between him, Robbie Anderson, uh, DJ Moore, who for some reason was only targeted three times. Um, it, it's just kind of tricky to predict sometimes. And I thought DJ Moore would be way more of the alpha in terms of targets. Robbie Anderson had 13 targets in this game and DJ Moore had three. Um, so I don't expect Curtis Samuel to necessarily get, you know, nine targets a game every week. Um, might be worth, you know, putting him out there and depending on when your trade deadline is or anything like that, see what kind of offers you can get for him. Uh, but he is an interesting player that I believe, if I recall correctly, I don't have it right in front of me, but if I recall correctly, I think he's headed towards unrestricted free agency next year or in the offseason rather. So um, could be interesting, but uh, I'm not really banking on a lot of that production happening down the stretch uh, for the rest of this season. Moving on to Lions-Vikings. The Vikings won this one 34-20. to And Dalvin Cook is an absolute man possessed right now. (laughs) He really is. 22 carries for 206 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Another two catches for 46 yards. He's out of control right now. Right now he's playing like the best running back in football. Um, It's pretty incredible. Not a lot bad to say about him. Justin Jefferson uh, led the team in receiving yards. Three catches for 64 yards. Uh, again, as I'm recording this on Tuesday night, I had a poll out on Twitter earlier today uh, asking if people uh, would prefer at this point in time to be rostering either Terry McLaurin or Justin Jefferson. Uh, we're, we're about 130 votes in on that right now, and 68% said Terry McLaurin, but 32% did say Justin Jefferson. So interesting to see um, just how highly people are starting to value Justin Jefferson. I am very high on him myself as well. So we'll see how that ends up uh, once that poll expires by the end of Wednesday. On the Lions side of things, nothing, you know, DeAndre Swift, uh, 13 carries, 64 yards. He led the team in carries and rushing yards, which is encouraging. Um, I would still, he did have five targets. It would have been nice to see if he could do a little bit more with them, but had three catches for 33 yards. I think DeAndre Swift is starting to, you know, take that lead spot in this backfield and kind of run away with it a little bit. Um, but Peterson had eight carries, carry on had four carries. So hopefully we can see Deandre, uh, kind of take more and more of that work as the season goes on. TJ Hawkinson had eight catches for five yard. I'm sorry, eight targets, five catches, 39 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Jones jr. Had the other passing touchdown from Matt Stafford. Um, Sorry. Uh, yeah, but TJ Hawkinson, uh, tight end that I'm definitely kind of growing increasingly more excited about every week um, as looking towards the future as well. Hawkinson is still a really, really exciting young tight end. Uh, he's showing a lot on a weekly basis right now and uh, definitely somebody that is moving up my dynasty tight end rankings. Now, moving on to Giants and Washington football team. Uh, the Giants win this game 23-20. to Uh, Daniel Jones threw a touchdown, didn't throw a pick. 
Uh, touchdown went to Evan Ingram, who had 10 targets, uh, five catches for 48 yards, but did have the score. Uh, the running game, Wayne Gallman had 14 carries. Alfred Morris had nine carries. Uh, Gallman, 68 yards, and the touchdown on the ground. Not too much else to to write home about here, though. Um, and, you know, nice to see Ingram get in the end zone. Darius Slayton only had one target and one catch. Um, but, you know, the Giants came away with a win. Good for them. Uh, on Washington's side, Alex Smith played the majority here, 24 for 32, 325, one touchdown, three picks. Um, Antonio Gibson, only six carries, 20 yards. He did have a, a rushing touchdown, but did also have a fumble. Terry McLaurin, uh, who we had just mentioned a moment ago, eight targets, seven catches for 115 and a touchdown. So Terry's still getting it done, uh, regardless of who's at quarterback for this team right now. Antonio Gibson, three targets in the receiving game, three uh, caught all three of them and had 35 yards receiving. I just want, I know this one, you know, kind of got away from them, how they would have liked to do it and commit to the run game, but Antonio Gibson needs more than six carries. So hopefully uh, we could see that increase as weeks continue to go on here. Moving on to Texans-Jaguars. The Texans won this one 27-25. The Jaguars uh, kept it interesting for sure. Um, Jake Luton, I always forget if it's Luton, Luton, sorry, Jake. Um, He completed... Let's see, it was 26 for 38 for 304, one touchdown and one pick. Uh, So I think better than probably most people expected. James Robinson still getting the workhorse treatment there. 25 carries, 99 yards on the ground and a touchdown. It really does look like that they have found something in him, uh, which is great to see. DJ Chark came alive, 12 targets, seven catches for 146 and a score. So that's big news there. Uh, Hopefully Chark can continue that moving forward. On the Texan side of things, Deshaun Watson has been playing fantastic lately, honestly. 19 for 32. I'd like to see him complete some more passes. Had 281 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, a nice touchdown to Will Fuller. A nice touchdown to Brandon Cooks. Uh, those are the two guys right now, honestly, in the receiving game that you can kind of hang your hat on. Uh, Fuller had five targets, caught all five for 100. Brandon Cooks had nine targets, three catches for 83 yards. And like we said, both of them had scores. So I think you can start both of those guys pretty confidently. Uh, I'm more confident starting Will Fuller on a current basis right now and feel better about him long-term than I do Brandon Cooks. But uh, Deshaun Watson is somebody that, even through kind of the rough patches in the beginning of the year, I didn't come too far off of in terms of how much I valued him in Dynasty. He's still one of the better young quarterbacks in football, um, and it's great to see him kind of playing back on track. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we get some more offensive line in front of him and see uh, we'll see who's running that team next year, I guess, uh, once, once this season wraps up. Moving on to Raiders-Chargers. Uh, the Raiders won this game 31-26. to 26. Uh, Derek Carr completed 13 passes, uh, 13 for 23, 165 yards and two touchdowns. A uh, touchdown to Darren Waller, a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Aguilar had 55 yards, Waller had 22 yards. Darren Waller had 10 targets, 5 catches and 22 yards. That is a bonkers stat line. <laughs> Uh, just Josh Jacobs had 14 carries, 65 yards, and also had the touchdown. On the Chargers side of things, uh, Justin Herbert is somebody that continues to kind of make me eat crow on a weekly basis. I really never, never in a million years expected him to be playing this well in his rookie season. Uh, 28 for 42, 326, and two scores. Uh, Keenan Allen catches a touchdown, nine catches for 103. Uh, 
nice to see there. He's still very heavily targeted, but Mike Williams, seven targets, five catches for 81 yards. Uh, both of those guys are staying involved right now and receiving the hefty share of the targets coming from Herbert. The running game is a mess. Kalen Balage uh, had 15 carries and did have the touchdown. Kelly didn't do much. Um, you know, just it's it's just kind of a mess right now after the Eckler injury. Excuse me, after the Eckler injury earlier this year, uh, I think a lot of us hoped Kelly was going to step into that role, and he's been disappointing. Um, I know Kalen Balage is the Chargers are kind of doing that back and forth thing on the practice squad with him right now. So we'll have to see if he continues to stay involved this week or if uh, Jackson is back in, in the backfield, but kind of a mess there. The receiving game seems to be more uh, reliable and consistent right now. And I think for the future as well, we'll see what happens uh, when Eckler comes back from this injury. Moving on to Steelers Cowboys, the Steelers won this game 24 to 19. Uh, honestly, I don't think anybody expected it to be that close um, the Cowboys I th- are on their fourth or fifth quarterback of the year uh, with Garrett Gilbert, 21 completions on 38 attempts. He threw a touchdown and a pick. Um, yeah, it's just kind of weird, man. Uh, Zeke had 18 carries for 51 yards. He doesn't seem the same. I like, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be like down on him, but, and it's probably just a product of the quarterback carousel and offensive line banged up, but uh, I don't know. Zeke had 18 carries for 51 yards, and Tony Pollard had nine carries for 57 yards. So it'll be interesting to see if Pollard continues to get more work as the season wears on. On the receiving game, C.D. Lamb, seven targets, four catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. So Lamb continues to impress. Uh, Amari Cooper, five for 67. Michael Gallup, three for 36. Uh, on the Steelers' side of things, it was like almost shockingly there, there was so much of this game that the Steelers didn't even have a running back on the field. It was very, very strange to watch. Um, and they did win the game. Ben threw for 306 and three touchdowns. Uh, one to Juju Smith-Schuster, one to Ebron, one to James Washington. But James Conner had nine carries. Uh, Benny Snell had three carries. Anthony McFarlane Jr. had three carries. But there was so much of this game where there was it seemed like there was just no running back on the field. Uh, it was really interesting. I thought that they would try and run the ball a lot more. Uh, so uh, I'm interested to see how that continues to shake out down the stretch this year. And if it was just kind of a product of, you know, they expected to be able to dominate in the passing game or, you know, what the case really was moving on to dolphins, Cardinals, the dolphins win a close one, 34 to 31, uh, to a tongue of Iloa, 20 for 28, 248 and two touchdowns, uh, really efficient. Nice to see. I uh, threw a touchdown to Preston Williams, uh, who looked like he was going to be heavy, uh, targeting pretty heavily. Five targets, four catches for 60 yards in the score. Devontae Parker had seven targets, six for 64, no touchdowns. Uh, the running game, a little bit of everybody. Jordan Howard had 10 carries for 19 yards and a touchdown, and boy, that is a Jordan Howard stat line. <laughs> um, hopefully Miles Gaskin can get right while he's finishing up his stint on IR and come back because he was – uh, he was the most exciting, you know, back in this in this backfield uh, to watch before he got hurt. So hopefully uh, he can get right and fully recover. On the Cardinals side of things, Kyler Murray, he is really playing great football this year. 21 for 26, 283 and three touchdowns, uh, 11 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, it's close to like there's other people playing incredible football right now, but in, in in any other year, like in the past, you'd say he's playing MVP caliber football. 
Uh, he really, really looks good. He's an exciting young player for sure. In some instances, reminds me a bit of what Lamar was doing last year. Uh, so nice to see Kyler really take that next step. Chase Edmonds, 25 carries. He got a ton of work, but only 70 yards, no touchdowns on the ground. Uh, but Christian Kirk is emerging as a more consistent option here. He had eight targets, five catches for 123 yards and a score. That's the thing that I'm really kind of keeping an eye on to see if that keeps up with any consistency. Saints Buccaneers on Sunday night. Uh, the Saints absolutely thoroughly dominated the Bucs, 38 to three. It was, man, it was never even like a game. It was never even competitive. The Saints came out and dominated the Bucs. Uh, Drew Brees, 26 for 32 for four touchdowns. Taysom Hill was two for two for 48 yards and also had seven carries for 54 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara, nine for 40 on the ground in a score. Uh, Kamara, not super involved in the passing game in terms of what he was able to turn his targets into. He had six targets, but only five catches for nine yards. Uh, Mike Thomas was back out there, six targets, five catches, 51 yards. But the Bucks never stood a chance. Everything was Brady through three picks. Uh, I mean, nobody scored touchdowns. <laughs> it was just a mess. Uh, Mike Evans had six targets, four catches for 64 yards. Chris Godwin had six catches or six targets, rather, three catches for 41 yards. Antonio Brown had five targets, three catches, 31 yards. So we'll see if the Bucks can get back on track uh, coming up in the future here. But it was not a, a good showing from them. And wrapping things up with Monday Night Football uh, was the Jets and the Pats. And there was, I, I'm sure people were playing some players in this game, uh, but hopefully not too much left riding on Monday night. But it was actually a surprisingly entertaining game. The Pats win 30-27. to 27. Uh, Cam Newton completed 27, uh, sorry, completed 27 passes on 35 attempts for 274. Uh, no passing touchdowns. He did have the two rushing scores. But Cam Newton... You got the rushing scores, but something looks off. Like with when he's throwing the ball, like it looks, it almost looks like everything hurts. Like he, I don't know. He looks like he's struggling to move the ball. They have him. I don't know if it's just a product of what Josh McDaniels is calling, but he's playing very horizontal, uh, very you know, few and far between. Are they threatening vertically? Uh, so something to keep an eye on. But Jacoby Myers, fourteen targets, twelve catches for one hundred and sixty nine yards. He has become essentially the number one receiver here. Uh, that's a ton of targets. So keep we'll keep an eye on that and see if it moves, uh, keeps going that same way. Damian Harris was looking good before getting injured in this one. 14 carries for 71 yards. Uh, on the Jets side of things, it was all, uh, it was a lot of players that probably weren't helping you too much. Joe Flacco threw three touchdowns, but he threw a pick. Uh, Frank Gore got 12 carries to LaMichael P. Ryan, six carries. Uh, Brashad Perriman did have seven targets for five catches, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, more important to me than that is that Denzel Mims led the team in targets. He had eight targets, four catches for 62 yards, but Mims is flashing on a weekly basis since he has finally gotten into the lineup. Uh, he looks like a player that can make a contested catch like we expected after watching him at Baylor. He looks like somebody that has the athleticism to both win downfield and to create after the catch in the short and intermediate game. I'm really excited to see him in an offense not led by Adam Gase and Dowell Loggins. Uh, he's somebody that I think if the Jets are 0-9 right now, and if that continues and there are not, this was one of the, you know, one of the quote-unquote winnable games left for them. Um, they're the odds-on favorite at this point to end up with the number one pick. 
if they end up with the number one pick, it's going to be interesting if we get to see Trevor Lawrence and how Denzel Mims can kind of gain value in that scenario with hopefully a better offensive staff and with a quarterback prospect like like Trevor Lawrence coming in. So um, be curious to see if that is what happens. Um, but the Jets do lose. The tank is alive. So, uh, yeah, business as usual there in New York. And that wraps it up for week nine. Uh, kind of a weird week in some respects, but we'll see what happens moving forward. I appreciate everybody checking out the show as always. If you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, follow the show on Twitter. On Twitter, it's at Dynasty Drive. On Instagram, we're at the Dynasty Drive. Like the show on Facebook. We'll keep all the interactions going on there. I do want to uh, get to some more kind of mailbag stuff in the next coming weeks here. And we'll uh, start doing some more on the Friday shows. We'll start doing some more prospect spotlights and stuff like that um, in the next couple weeks here. So as we inch closer and closer uh, to the end of the regular season and into the uh, kind of pre-draft process once we'll be there before we know it. It's crazy. We're already almost halfway through November, so we'll see. But other than that, I appreciate all the support as always. And I will be back with another episode on Friday. And we'll talk to you guys again. Thanks. Thank you.